Hello, Marvel fans, and welcome to this week's episode of Stand Up and Marvel, your destination for all things MCU. I'm your host, Colin Tracy, and joining me as always is Mike Tracy. And today we have a special guest joining us, my cousin and fellow Marvel fan, Tim. Really excited to have Woo. you with us again today. Tim, this is your second time joining us. Really glad to have you. So today is March 10th, 2022, and we are doing another time heist episode. This time we're talking about Thor Ragnarok. Uh, so a couple of reasons we're talking about this, obviously the upcoming Thor movie later this year. Also, we had a time heist episode previously. We had a poll and uh, asked what people wanted us to do an episode on. The winner was Thor Ragnarok. So um, that's what we'll be talking about. And uh, if you haven't been with us on a time heist episode before, uh, very simply, we're just going back and talking about Marvel content that came out before our podcast began. So uh, that's a lot. <laughs> uh, so we're going to have a brief non-spoiler segment um, after some announcements here and then uh, we'll get into the good stuff after that uh, so I know not everybody has seen the movie I'd imagine at this point most people have but you know there's still still some people that are uh, dipping their toes in Marvel haven't quite committed yet so this is definitely a great one um, if uh, you're one of the people that's not necessarily wanted to see every Marvel movie out there, just the good ones. This is definitely one that you want to watch. Um, but anyway, with that, a few quick announcements. Uh, Mike, go ahead and take it away. All right. So we have Moon Knight, March 30th. Honestly, I can't even, when Colin said the 10th, I was like blown away. I can't even believe we're already going towards the middle of March. So yeah, Moon Knight's going to be here in about two and a half weeks or so. So counting down the days for that, as I'm sure everyone else is. And something really cool happened this week in the Marvel world, uh, not in the cinematic world, but kind of in the live action entertainment. And Marvel Studios is teaming up with a company called Secret Cinema to bring Marvel Studios Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 to life in an epic immersive experience in London. That's the caveat. This fall. So anyone in the UK please go see this for us and let us know how it is. I cannot afford a flight to uh, the UK at the moment. Um, I, Colin just had a kid, so I know he's not traveling. Uh, so let us know, because I'm sure that's going to be an awesome experience. Uh, now back to the screen. We have all of the Marvel Netflix shows officially hitting Disney Plus on March 16th, as I'm sure everyone has already heard. But we wanted to rehearse it again because that's next Wednesday. That is incoming. Uh, and with that said, they also added Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because I think originally we, we were thinking it was just the Netflix shows, uh, you know, Defenders, Iron Fist, uh, Luke Cage. But no, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is getting added to that as well. It was on Netflix, too. I thought it was on ABC. Uh, they added it on they ABC, added it? but it's been okay. uh, accessible on Netflix. For okay. A Okay, see, I thought it was on Hulu too or something. I don't know. I yeah, I need obviously need to watch that. So uh, they arrive in Canada, UK, Ireland, Australia, New Zealand, America. So if you are listening and you are in those locations, you will be getting all of these shows available on now Disney Plus. So enjoy. And that's it for the announcements. Cool. Um, all right. Well, yeah. Let's uh, get into our non-spoiler segment. All right, so 
For the non-spoiler segment, just a couple quick things I wanted to talk about. First of all, we're going to rank the Thor movies. Um, I think this is going to be unanimous, so I'm just going to go ahead and give my ranking. If anybody disagrees with me, (laughs) you can leave. (laughs) (laughs) So the best Thor movie, Thor Ragnarok. Um, Number two, the original Thor. And number three, Dark World. So that's (laughs) my ranking. I know Mike and I agree on this because we just recently did our uh, uh, ranking of every Marvel movie that's ever come out. We both uh, agreed Dark World is just really bad. <laughs> it was it was uh, towards the lower end of our ranking, which is impressive because uh, we were not only doing the MCU movies, we also added in X-Men and Spider-Man. It was, it was down there. <laughs> um, so Tim, do you agree with that? I don't know if you've seen Dark World recently. Maybe you don't remember. <laughs> recently? I have not seen Dark World recently because the first time I watched Dark World, I told myself I'm not going to watch this movie again. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> so, so I you win a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. would definitely agree with your ranking. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, definitely my favorite Thor movie that has that is out now. Um, so definitely my favorite original Thor uh, is second because I love how they, um, you know, how they pay homage to like the original, the origins. It's like the origin story. Um, There's a whole lot then, of action and excitement in the movie, but I yeah. still found it very entertaining even when he didn't have his powers. A lot of uh, right. fun jokes yeah. and stuff in there. Because so. he was still him. You yeah. know, he was still Thor, even though he didn't have his powers and everything. He was still Thor. Um, it was a lot of development for the character too, because he it was, was kind of it was like beginning and yeah, because he's like the Mjolnir at the end, he's so. like I'm above everybody else, and now yeah. and then he eventually realizes, you know, I don't think I can treat people like that. <laughs> but yeah, and then Dark World is just uh, it's like the Blade Trinity of uh, <laughs> of the those. Three. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna it, say, uh, recovered <laughs> with Ragnarok. I'm so glad they recovered with Ragnarok. Um, it's just I I I could watch. That's one of those movies where I can watch it over and over and over again and not get bored with it. For sure, definitely. All right. Well, with that, the only other thing I wanted to talk about in this segment is overall thoughts on Ragnarok. Uh, I'll let one of you guys go first. Uh, best Marvel movie ever. That's not Avengers movie, honestly. What's not to love in this film? It has incredible action, hilarious. The whole movie's funny. The whole movie's funny, like from start to finish. I mean, what ninety percent of the film? It's it's incredible. It's so enjoyable, so entertaining. Everyone is just. It's like Tim said, you could watch it over and over again and never get bored. It, it's entertainment at its peak, and it's. Marvel at its peak. It's incredible. And I understand why they're entrusting Taika to come back again for Love and Thunder and watching Ragnarok just made me even more excited for July. And I can't wait for it. So what about you, Tim? Uh yeah, I mean, like I love this movie. Like I said, I love this movie. There's so many things in this movie uh that you can just you can pick up on there's so many things that are in here that you can just be like oh my god i didn't think they would put that in here but it's there um and uh i i really enjoy reading the marvel comic books and everything like that so when you look at the actual like the 
everything that's in there. Uh, you can tell that they're like paying tribute to like Jack Kirby, one of the uh, original illustrators for Marvel Comics. And his style of illustrations is definitely seen throughout this movie, which I thought was amazing. Yeah, um, I totally agree. It's just an awesome movie all the way through. Uh, the music, the action, the comedy, the chemistry between the characters, just everything. It's just on point. Um, I personally don't think it's the best non-Avengers movie, um, <laughs> but very, very close. Uh, for me, I, I don't remember uh, exactly where I had it in my top 10 ranking. Um, if it wasn't second best, it was probably third um, I know I had Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 above it because <laughs> I just really love that movie. It's just super entertaining. Just watched it again today, actually. Um, <laughs> You're going to London. <laughs> yeah, I was just about no, to say, I want to. I want to. When I said that Colin started sweating, he's like, oh, man, I really want to go to this. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I actually, uh, my cousin um, Brendan actually lives in London, so I have a valid excuse. <laughs> I know. There you go. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, love the movie. Don't want to say more about it, obviously, because we're trying to avoid spoilers here. But mm. uh, definitely uh, join us in the next segment. If you've seen this movie, uh, we're going to be raving about it. It's awesome, a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, I think that's it for our non spoiler segment. All right, let's get into the meat and potatoes here. <laughs> All right, so funniest moments of the movie. Uh, Tim, what was your funniest moment? Uh, I got to say my funniest moment, I had two, but uh, my favorite funniest moment in that, because there's so many, there's yeah. so many in this movie. But so there is a scene in the movie like um, where Valkyrie decides she's going to join Thor and she brings Loki chained up and everything and um bruce banner's there and he's like i don't think we should be trusting him and then Lo and thor is explaining to them why they shouldn't trust loki he's like he's like no he's absolutely right because when we were younger he turned himself into a snake and he knows i love snakes he's like so i went to pick it up and then he turned back into himself and he stabbed me in the in the arm and he's like ah oh, it's me and i was just like he's like so that's why we shouldn't trust loki and i was just like that is what what is what was that? I was so like, the way he delivered that too. It was just so yeah, good. the way he delivered it, it was just yeah. like I was just like, oh my god, I couldn't stop laughing when he said that. Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh man. Yeah. It was probably my favorite funniest moment in that movie. That was really good for sure. Oh, I love that. All right, Mike, what about you? I was gonna be so boring and just say man this whole movie is funny the whole movie <laughs> I, I was just gonna say my favorite thing is the whole movie because yeah, so, it, it is it's funny from start to finish right and you look at the metric of comedy with with marvel and not every marvel movie is this funny right i mean this is hilarious and of course there are there are because like the thor uh movies are not really known for being funny and this was kind of an mm -hmm. exception whereas like all the ant-man movies are funny all the guardians mm -hmm. movies are funny all the deadpool movies are funny no it's not technically mcu but well it will be right. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah fair enough yeah yeah but yeah so it's, it's different but yeah it really worked it did and i i like to give credit where credit's due and i think taika as the director and the writer really shined 
in this film. I mean, really, he was able to bring his personality and his vision of what he thought. Because you have to imagine this meeting was probably like, all right, we have Thor. We have a lot to do with Thor. Thor's not going anywhere anytime soon. People aren't liking this trilogy. What can we do? Who can we bring in to just refresh it, revitalize it, and just make it interesting, make it funny and whatever? And they knocked it out of the park. Um, but if I was to say a scene, of course, this might be cliche too, but the tragedy of Loki of Asgard when when <laughs> Thor comes in, when Thor comes in to come back to Asgard and he's like, man, this place is a mess. What is going on right now? And he sees a statue of Loki and he's like, oh, yeesh. And then he shows up and there's just a full on play happening. And Loki's just sit there disguised as Odin eating grapes and great performance by Anthony Hopkins. And then we have the full on Thor the Dark World happening as a theater performance with huge actors like Sam Neill as Odin and Matt Damon as Loki. Like it was just so unnecessary, but neat, but needed to happen because it was just great and it was amazing <laughs> like it was just it, it it was amazing and i hope that he has something like this cooking for the next one i'd imagine because this is something i think that was so iconic for it um they've been doing it more movie. and more i mean i guess they've done it twice now right they did it in ragnarok and now they did it in hawkeye and hawkeye you're right with the uh the um rogers the musical yeah you're right uh <laughs> making a different version of the entertainment yeah, and a different form of entertainment uh in their world right uh it's great it's so funny it's so fun and i just love that whole scene aside from the play i love where we don't use profanity on this show but you know he 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 goes oh crap but he says the other word you know when he sees thor walk up <laughs> Because he knows he's he's in for it, and uh, and then you know Thor is like kind of like pacing, and he's throwing up his hammer and catching it, and just throwing up his hammer and catching it. And he just like walks to his side. He's like, you know, it's a little funny how things are working out. And then he just grabs, he grabs him, and then like throws the hammer and just scares the heck out of Loki, of course. And Loki uh, submits to him, and I just thought it was a really fun scene. And when they did the you know, post credit and Loki's alive and he has Asgard under his his uh, power now and his rule. Your imagine kind of went wild of thinking, of, well, what what could this be? What what can it happen? What 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 is this gonna what, what's gonna happen? But this was the outcome. <laughs> it was and it was so <laughs> satisfying. It was it was honestly so satisfying. Could have been this huge climactic battle with Thor and Loki and him getting back Asgard, but no no no, it was just. What are you doing, man? Stop. <laughs> like, mm. no, <laughs> you're not. You're not dad. Get out of here. You know, so I I, lo I loved it. Great scene. I did too. Um, there's another really funny moment. This isn't my favorite, but uh, a funny moment. I found it hilarious, at least uh, right before that, like when Thor arrived in Asgard and he's at the portal and the scourge is there um, inviting him. He's like, wait, I need to announce you. And Thor just rushes off. Um, but before Thor actually arrives, he's like, showing off all of his stuff that he's collected um <laughs> and i love the moment when the camera pans to him and he's just playing with the shake weight and it's like really awkward looking <laughs> just, <laughs> just yeah. really getting into it i love that <laughs> uh but my my funniest moment though was the stanley cameo so good um i don't remember the exact line it was something like uh now don't move my hands aren't as 
steady as they used to be. And then he hits the button on the little gadget and all these blades start spinning around. It's clearly not something that should ever be used to cut somebody's hair, but it's, uh, it's just so funny. Yeah, yeah, I would have to agree because it also reduced Thor to like a, a little kid because he's like, yeah. please don't cut my hair, sir. All right, so favorite character uh, with the Blade episodes. We didn't allow Blade, but I think I'll go ahead and allow Thor uh, just because there's enough great characters in this movie that I think uh, he's not necessarily going to be the pick for everybody. Um, so, Tim, who is your favorite character? My favorite character. Okay, you would think it would be Thor. And it would be. Thor would be my number one favorite character in this movie if Korg was not in this movie. If Korg was not in this movie, it would be Thor hands down. But Korg just made that movie just as entertaining as Thor did. Uh, and all the references he made throughout that movie were just so hilarious. I mean, that guy. And the and the fact that he's played by Taika just made it even better. I was just like, I was like, man, not only is this guy just letting Chris Hemsworth off his leash, he's also letting himself off his leash by playing Korg. I was just like, oh man, this guy has to be like a directing genius. I did not know that was him. Yeah, yeah, yeah Korg was Taika. Yeah. Awesome. It was, yeah, he's just my, this his dim-wittedness, but he's also just like, He's just like a grown child made of rocks. <laughs> he was so funny in Endgame too. Oh my he's god, he was there on the couch and they're all playing Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, he's just like he's like Thor. Oh, he's he's back on. He's back making fun of me. <laughs> Noob master. Noob master. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Solid. So good. Yeah, it's got to be Corey Camps down for me. Great choice. I personally didn't like Cork all that much. I found him kind of annoying. <laughs> That's well, why we have Colin here. <laughs> now that I know uh, his voice by Taika, I like him more. I will, I will say that. That's fair. That is fair. But yeah, there were just kind of some like jokes that he made. They were just kind of didn't really land for me. Um, like even even in Endgame. When he was talking about like there being no password it's like there's no password for the wi-fi obviously and it's just i don't know <laughs> i didn't find that funny and it's dry it's dry <laughs> yeah. it is there are some similar moments in ragnarok but anyway i don't, I don't want to bash on him <laughs> um he's back I, he's listening i know right <laughs> <laughs> oh our listening count went down by one like <laughs> come back um yeah so for me it's thor um it, it actually is thor not just pretend thor with <laughs> yeah. long hair or thor with short hair uh i mean both he's the same character throughout, <laughs> but uh i'm talking about the character himself not not necessarily the appearance but i mean i love i love the look of him after uh after the stanley cameos it's awesome mm. um but yeah, just all the way throughout the movie, there's so many great moments. Um, he wasn't the funniest character on screen, but just his chemistry with all the other characters was just so great. Um, it was his best performance as Thor, probably in, in any of the movies, even Infinity War and Endgame. Um, but to be fair, 
he had a lot more screen time in Ragnarok <laughs> than he did in Infinity <laughs> War and Endgame. So That's not necessarily too. a fair comparison, but but yeah, it's his best performance, I think. I loved it. Um, and uh, second favorite character, uh, just because it was really close for me, Hela. She was amazing. Um, yeah, and I was actually looking through the other day because uh, we have an upcoming episode. Um, since this is Women's History Month, we have an upcoming episode that we're going to be talking about uh, women of MCU. And you know, there are some disappointing statistics about uh, the low percentage of female characters and uh, especially villains. Um, and I was looking through all the MCU movies and even like not all of the Marvel movies because there are a lot that you don't know about that like people don't necessarily know even <laughs> exist. I didn't go back that far, but I looked through the majority of the Marvel movies and um, there are really no main villain female characters except for Hela. There are like some like that are kind of borderline, like uh, in X Men: The Last Stand. There was Phoenix, mm. but was she really the main villain? Not really. Mm -mm. Like, kind of, sort of, because she was like, you know, there's an inner battle between the good version and the bad version, so she was kind yeah. of the villain, but not really. You know, so there were some like borderline ones like that. But the only like true main villain that was female in any Marvel movie was Hela. Um, right. So. It's a little disappointing, but she did a phenomenal job. Uh, she oh, was, yeah. you know, terrifying. I love the choreography and all the fights that she was involved in. Her, uh, what's it called? The, the Necro Sword. I think that's what it's called on her head. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the name yeah. of it. Um, they mentioned Wild. it in the, uh, the What If series. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what that's called. And it was just so overpowered. She just apparently has like endless blades that she can just throw out. And she just, it's just, crazy how strong it is because she's like when she gets to Asgard she takes out like the hundreds of guards that are there and she also takes out these like um uh these aerial ships that come in to uh to shoot at her with their you know high caliber <laughs> um <laughs> guns and everything like it's just it's just crazy <laughs> how powerful she was and the fact that she without even trying destroyed Mjolnir as soon as she entered was just it's just unbelievable. That was just such a big moment, not only uh, for this movie, but for all of Marvel. It's just like <laughs> such a powerful um, moment. And mm. uh, yeah, it's just crazy. Cause like, as soon as that happens, you know, like how on earth are they gonna beat her? Like <laughs> with everything you know about Mjolnir, how strong, how strong it is. And like, if you if you um, know about the power of Mjolnir from the comics, it's it's honestly, underplayed in the movies and she just destroys it with a little effort it's just she's not even at asgard yet she's not even at full power not even close and she's been trapped for years probably losing power over time so she's nowhere near the height of her power and she was still able to destroy mjolnir without even trying it's just just crazy um but yeah anyway <laughs> so oh, like, yeah yeah she was great um like I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna pick Hella too, and I had a feeling someone was gonna pick her because of all the reasons you just said. I mean, she, Kate Blanchett, destroys this performance. I mean, it was incredible, and we need more of that. We need more strong villains. We need more women villains, and she is a testament to that. 
Um, so I switched it up a little bit. Uh, I went with her henchman, uh, bringing it back to Scourge the Executioner, played by Carl Urban, which was fantastic. I mean, when can you ever say that you enjoy a henchman of the villain of a movie? I mean, occasionally, <laughs> right? I mean, every scene that he was in is hilarious. The scene Colin brought up, uh, he's sitting there with the shake weights, brings out the two M16s, you know, this is te Tex and this is Dez. I got it from a I got it from Midgard, a place called Texas. Like it was so good. Oh, and then <laughs> yeah, yeah. The way I tried pronouncing it and totally butchered it because he just awesome. nailed it. And and then, you know, he's trying to like swoo the women. And then he's like, oh man, I got I'm I'm like doing a job right now. So he like portals <laughs> the Thor back in and then and then you know half the head gets cut off of that dragon that was chasing Thor. And then just a shower of guts and blood just hit the women and hit him. And they're all like, ah, and it was just another just amazing little scene that is just, it, you don't expect that to happen. And why would that happen? And, but it's amazing. And it's hilarious. Like, <laughs> it's just like what Tim brought up earlier. It's like, this movie has so many of those moments where it's like, did this need to happen or why did this happen but it's so entertaining and it's so funny when it comes in like the eye just like slowly rolls towards the girls and then it lands <laughs> yeah yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and they scream and run off yeah like perfectly like lands yeah. right up like next to them it's so yeah, thought okay. like well thought out and, yeah, and uh yeah. well executed and um yeah i just I, I love Carl Urban. I, I mean, honestly, I love him as an actor anyway, so I'm a little biased. I love him in The Boys and, yeah. you know, Dread is an amazing movie. No, uh, yeah. At least I think so. And, um, yeah, I mean, what else to say? He's in Lord of the Rings as well. Um, but he, he just nails his scenes. And he he, he, he kind of is like a neutral guy most of the movies, kind of just out for himself, you know. And then at the end, he has a change of heart, of course, for his people and has a pretty cool, you know, comeback scene, jumping out of the ship and shooting everyone with the guns and destroying everyone. Yeah. And it was, yeah. Yeah. It was, it, I liked his little arc and what they did with the character. They didn't, again, they didn't need to do that. They didn't need to mm. give us that. We had so much else. We had so many other people. And so we had Bruce Banner and new uh, Valkyrie who was awesome. And uh, it was Hella shows up and he's like, I'm just the janitor. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he sells it. She knows he's to, full of yeah. it, but yeah, I, was, like, I hey. thought that was a, I thought that was great. Where he's just yeah. like, I'm just a janitor. I was like, I've never seen a janitor in a full suit of armor. But... Yeah. He did have a mop though, didn't he? Because he, he was, did like, have a mop. He, he, he was mopping up. He was yeah. mopping up all the yeah. blood and guts from the dragon. Yeah. Head. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite part with uh, Scourge was when he was like, um, like as you said earlier, where he shows up and he's just like. He says to Thor, he's like, wait, 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 I have to announce you. And then he just flies off. And then he just gives this sigh. He's just like, <sighs> and he just starts running down the rainbow bridge. And it's like five minutes after uh, Thor shows up and makes uh, Loki uh, reveal himself and everything. Scourge just breaks through the crowd going, my lord and lady, I renounce Thor. He's like, you had one job. <laughs> <laughs> you could just tell that he was just like he's like i had i just have this one job man you can't just let me announce you it's just <laughs> but, how did we add the, the, sorry go ahead but you can see like throughout the movie though like um he's always been pushed down by somebody else it's loki first gave, like 
comes back and takes over Asgard and gives him that one job too. So he's like, now I gotta, I'm working for Loki. Then Hela comes in. Now he's gotta work for Hela. But when Hela's ordering him around and everything, you can see the character struggling to do what he has to do to survive and how he cares about his people because there is a scene where she like makes him his make Hella makes him the executioner and he almost has to execute somebody you can see the torment that he he's dealing with where he's like i'm really going to have to do this if i if i want to survive and then somebody comes forward and you can see the relief that in his face of like somebody like saying oh no don't kill him i'll tell you what you want to know he's just like oh my god (laughs) but yeah he is a good character i I do gotta say i totally agree good pick i didn't even consider him to be honest that's a great Mm, pick. neither so some other characters that i'm a little bit surprised but i mean there were so many good characters so i guess it's not that surprising (laughs) um grandmaster and hulk and i guess valkyrie too like she was solid um she's not really in the running for best character for me but she was really solid i had no problems with her and there were a lot of uh, great moments the chemistry between her and hulk was hilarious mm. especially after he changes back to bruce banner and like i feel like i know I, you and just, yeah like, that running like that's silly so I, I think i know you too right i know it's weird right <laughs> hanging out for Someone two years so and, yeah, yeah it's just like hanging out for two years i mean it's funny because like as they do they get more creative with the CGI of Hulk. You can mm-hmm. see Mark Ruffalo's face kind of in Hulk. So yeah. you would think like when she sees his face, it's like you you she might connect the dots, but then again she's like drinking like majority of the movie. So yeah. you know you never you never know if she can actually put two and two together like that. That's a really good point. And I think this was the first movie since we had seen him last where I really noticed that that they were making him kind of try to, at least to me, they were making him more look like Ruffalo. Maybe that's mm-hmm. because we were going further towards the Professor Hulk, you know, mm-hmm. uh, part our part of his life um, where we're at now. Looks like he might still be Professor Hulk based on the little clips we saw from She-Hulk that's coming out this summer. Yeah, um, but at the end of Shang-Chi, he was back to Bruce Banner. Or Shang-Chi. Yeah, so... So maybe She-Hulk takes place before Shang-Chi. Then. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to see. Because you know what scene I'm talking about, right, Colin? That quick clip when she's like in what looks like some sort of gamma chamber and he's like typing oh, on something. Yeah. <laughs> he was still he was still in a sling too. So yeah. So it had to be like right after Endgame. That's my assumption. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see until yeah. it happens. Um, but what did you guys think of Grandmaster? Steph Goldblum, right? <laughs> I mean, it's it's great. Everything he was in was hilarious. Uh, the death stick scene is probably one of my favorite scenes. He's like, wait, was that? That's a, I didn't tell you to grab that one. I wasn't going to kill him. I wanted to grab the other one. Hmm. It's like... <laughs> corrupting me is not... <laughs> it's not a capital not offense. He <laughs> was just interrupting me. <laughs> Straight up melted him. He's like, oh, it's on my shoes. Oh. Yeah, it's getting on my shoes. It's getting on my shoes. Yeah. He's great. I mean, he, he, I his personality is from just... life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like only he could like deliver that line and it not say, you know what I mean? Any other person that would do that would sound like, I don't know, cheesy or whatever. And he just delivers it so well and it's so funny it's just oh my so god funny. he's great in the movie i mean 
like when when Thor's like in the chair and he's like he's <laughs> telling him who he is. He's like he's like oh, I'm Thor, God of Thunder, and he just has to, like the little lightning sparks coming out of his hand. He's like, oh, is that is that it? It's like you get little sparkles coming out of your hands. It's just like, it's just that was like, so funny. The uh, like it's a small world vibe when he was sitting in the chair, like when you mentioned, because that's mm-hmm. what I think of, like when he goes in and they're explaining what the Grandmaster is and what the place yeah, is. Yeah, it's literally yeah. like, it's a small world, like you're at Disney World. Yeah. And he's yeah. just like, Thor's just like, ah! It just like goes really fast and then boom. You are now meeting the Grandmaster. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden it's just the boom, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Great entrance. Oh my God. He, he is, he's one of the greatest, uh, characters on the on the movie it's just like uh and it's funny oddly enough um i was reading somewhere that this movie so thor ragnarok is the first movie where jeff goldblum and sam neill have been on the same project since jurassic park wow but they obviously they didn't film the same day right because right right right. but they're on the same set but they're on the same they're in the same film uh, it's awesome. the first film that they've been in since Jurassic Park, and I was just like, no way. I'm like thinking back, and I'm like, no, I've seen almost all of Jeff Goldblum's movies, mm-hmm. and I don't remember seeing Sam Neill in any of them except for Jurassic Park. Now they're going to share the same screen again in the summer. I know. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion, I can't wait. Yep, that's going to be awesome. But yeah, Jeff Goldblum, great pick for this. Great pick. And it's I what I really like is the fact that um, – the entire opposite personality that Jeff Goldblum has from the collector. Cause mm-hmm. they're both brothers. I think they're brothers because, right. um, mm-hmm. and everything. And I was just like, man, he's just a complete three, like 180 from the collector. It's just like, man, I actually, great. I actually looked it up. They're not actually brothers. Um, let's see. But they're related, mean? correct? They're, like they were, some they sort were, of, they were like created they're not related by blood but they were like created at the same time right they're elders of the universe they're part of a group of people um each of the members of that group are the last survivors of their species uh so oh they're they're different species but they're the only one of their kind essentially and there's like a lot of history about uh about that group and i i don't know all of it but um Basically, Grandmaster, he's, um, you know, he's master of all games, you know, games of chance, games of strategy. He's played them all. He's won them all. He's an expert strategist, which I feel like was underplayed in the movie, but mm. um, and at one point he actually had, uh, he played a game of strategy against death. And uh, I don't know exactly how it ended up going, but the end result was that death banished him and the rest of the elders from her realm. So all of the elders are now essentially immortal. They can't die because they're not allowed in death's realm. So <laughs> leave it up to Jeff Goldblum to pull that one off. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know the timing of that, but that might explain the age of the collector and uh, grandmaster. Um, yeah. But again, I don't know the the whole lore there. Uh, but that's that's kind of the relationship there. So they're not exactly related, but they have a deep bond. Gotcha. No, mm. they definitely try to like with the costume design and the makeup they do try to give it the same feel to kind of make mm. it relatable in our head when we see it yeah um all right so next topic here uh 
And this is gonna be a hard one. Things that you didn't like about the movie. <laughs> and I don't go first. I'll go first. Yeah, so, Colin, you go first. Korg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, I liked Korg for the most part. There were just a few moments here and there. Mm. Well, it, him and Deadpool are friends, so you're going to have to yeah. have to warm up, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, the, I don't know if that's friends. canon. I'm sure so. you forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about, there was a, a clip that uh, they released, I think, wasn't it Ryan Reynolds that posted it? It was yeah. to promote Free Guy. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So he was in his full uh, Deadpool costume, and mm-hmm. uh, Korg was there in his full CGI. <laughs> <laughs> that was him and Taika. Yeah, yeah, they were just having a conversation. I don't really remember the extent of it, but they were promoting Free Guy. Um, Pretty good. But anyway, it was good. I enjoyed it. <laughs> aside from a few moments from Korg. Uh, what I didn't like about the movie is uh, that they underplayed Grandmaster. I wanted to see more of him because, like I said, he's an expert strategist, and uh, it didn't really feel like that at all. Um, maybe he was like intentionally just having fun with it because he was tired of winning all the time. But if he's anything like uh, he's supposed to be in the comics, like you know, they wouldn't have been able to get away. Um, and he also wouldn't have been surprised when Thor got a big hit on Hulk. Like he would have been able to measure them up and figure out exactly how the outcome was going to go and all that. Um, but also, uh, supposedly he has the ability to heal people, even to the extent that he can bring people back to life as long as they haven't been dead for a long time. Um, and that's definitely something that they could have done, like with the like pardon stick. Like he could have pardoned somebody and then brought them back to life, <laughs> and then like, and then re-pardoned you know, them. Well, no, that person is never, ever going to do anything wrong to upset the Grandmaster again after that, right? <laughs> you would not want to live through that again, you know? But yeah, I don't know. They just, uh, they didn't do enough with the character, I felt. I mean, I, I love Jeff Goldblum as a Grandmaster, but um, they just didn't do as much with him as they could have, and I was a little disappointed by that. But I'm nitpicking. There's like, it's so hard to find stuff that don't like about this movie because it's so good so well, do you think they chose to downplay it because there's just so much going on in the movie like there's so many characters right very um, possible and you know um and we didn't mention one of when we were talking to him up saying how great he is we didn't mention one of the best parts which is the end credit scene um mm. when his uh ship crashed and he was uh being <laughs> approached by all the people that were rebelling <laughs> against him he was like <laughs> The manipulation. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you, you did it, guys. Good, good job, you know? Good job. Pat, give yourselves a pat on the back. No, nobody. Well, I'm giving myself a pat on the back because you wouldn't be able to do this rebellion without having somebody to overthrow. So you're welcome. <laughs> it's so good. It was, it was so good. Yeah. So we'll see more of him, right? Yeah, I mean, he's not... I mean, it's it's another one of those moments where, you know, you presume that that character could very well perish because of the situation that's going on, but you don't actually see it happen. So open-ended. You can very yep. well see him. Um, also, after Thor Ragnarok, there was a one-shot on uh, Disney Plus featuring Grandmaster. Um, yep. So was that canon? Uh, I, I don't actually know if the one-shots are canon. I think they are. Is that is that the one where he becomes uh, uh, the roommate of that dude? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was great. 
Um, yeah, so I, I guess he is alive and he apparently made it off of Sakaar and got to Earth and now he's just some random guy's roommate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to laugh if he shows up in uh, Love and Thunder. Uh, I'm going to laugh <laughs> so hard too. It's just going to be so great. Yeah, so supposedly he's around. Collector is supposedly around too. Well, okay, so we don't actually know what happened with Collector. So right. the last time we saw Collector, um, Thanos uh, was, you know, like stepping on him i think but then it ended up being an illusion and then by the time the illusion was removed uh collector was nowhere to be seen so he wasn't actually there so we have no idea where the collector is his status is unknown currently so yeah you know so that gets me excited you know hoping hoping that we get uh, the elders of the universe um at some point that'd be pretty cool disney plus series okay. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be awesome anything would be. you know Maybe it show up in Guardians Volume 3, holiday special. Maybe. Yes. Maybe, yeah. Um, all right, so <laughs> that was mostly positive things, but that was my attempt yeah. at things that I didn't like about the movie. Yeah. Who wants to go next? <laughs> I'll let Mike go. Yeah, um, that's, that, yeah that's fair, that's fair. Um, honestly, I mean, I, I not to piggyback off of what Colin said, I, I didn't do enough research on Grandmaster to, to realize that they underplayed him, and regardless of how satisfying the movie is with all the other characters and everything, yeah, you know, that's kind of a bummer, because he was a really enjoyable character, and I loved all of his scenes that he was in, and of course, like we mentioned, solid casting with Jeff Goldblum. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there's really nothing that I don't like about this movie. I, I'm, I'm in the same ballpark of Tim, where I've seen it a handful of times and every time I see it, I love it. I could watch it again right after and not be bored, fully entertained. Um, I mean, even the act three, and that's sometimes where I kind of get a little bit nitpicky. Even the act three, I think is paced really well and it's really entertaining and I, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss for words. I, there's really nothing that I could say that I don't like about this movie um, because I love the comedy, even though it, think about the, the complexity of balancing really dark, serious tones. I mean, they lose their dad, their sisters here killing everybody, but yet the whole movie is hilarious. Like it, it's <laughs> you, you think about it like that, that doesn't happen a lot, right. To be able to like have those two, tones happening simultaneously throughout the whole movie and have them you know crisscross all the all over um maybe i wanted a little bit more time with hulk as hulk and not banner um but even How then i feel about him talking because this is the first time that we actually see hulk talking before he be like combines himself with bruce banner and becomes professor hulk right. yes yeah, so that was a I, to me, that wasn't as much of a surprise because I felt like it was something they were leading up to because, you know, aside, he would kind of say things slowly, of course, smash, and then mm -hmm. he would kind of communicate with Natasha. So if you really look at it, I feel like they kind of did lead up to it slowly. Um, but yeah, this was definitely the first, whoa, he's like, talking, like having a conversation with Thor. Mm -hmm. And, and, and but it I mean, makes sense because um, he's been in Hulk form for 
two years straight at this point. Mm -hmm. So he might've just, you know, picked it up and finally figured out how to actually communicate properly in that form. Cause before this, he's only been, you know, present for a few moments here and there, you know, so he's, and he's never really usually being violent time and he's to learn yeah. how to do it. <laughs> yeah. So his brain is settling with himself and he's able to interact with the environment and the people, like you said, he's not just Hulk smashing everything and, fighting and whatever he he's actually interacting with life and yeah it, it makes total sense that that's where they would but then that's really where that's that's where he probably spent the most time period in his entire life being hulk right i mean so it makes total sense and leading into what happens in endgame where he reaches that middle ground where he can be somewhere in between bruce and Hulk and function, you know. Um, I love his story, honestly. I, I wish they would give something to Hulk. No, I know they talked about doing like a Planet of the Hulk movie, yeah. Planet Hulk movie, and that was kind of the. I remember that were was some of the rumors that were happening before Ragnarok happened. Yeah, and then I think they just combined that the entire middle. Bit. Yeah, the entire middle of Ragnarok was basically Planet Hulk. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. You know, and then She-Hulk come in, and that's great. I'm yeah. really, I always love new characters, right? But it's a little bit of a bummer for me because I, I would like to have something solo with with Ruffalo's banner because before we had it was an Orton, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, and he's a solid character. Everyone loves Hulk, and I think he deserves to have a trilogy or something. Yeah, but they that's kept fair. trying, and it just wasn't working. It didn't work. Yeah, it, it wasn't working. It. I mean, it's hard with a character like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, maybe they'll give it another try eventually. Yeah, yeah I hope because I, I love I love Ruffalo as as Hulk yeah, and what they're too. doing with the character. No, yeah, I mean, like I wasn't really surprised that uh, Hulk was talking and whatnot in in Thor Ragnarok because if you really think about it, um, like even though he's Hulk, he still got Banner's brain inside him. He just doesn't know how to use it. And you know, Banner has like six PhDs. You know, he's he's a, a genius. So and you know, the way that they interact with each other, they're essentially separate entities. They are so, separate entities, but like, but so you know, they're both aware of each other when one is in the driver's seat per se. Because uh, I believe there was uh, in a pre one of the previous movies. Uh, I think it was when Bruce was talking to Natasha talking about how at one point he didn't know how to deal with everything so he was gonna you know off himself but the other guy the Hulk wouldn't let it happen so it's just like hit it back uh, out yeah he, spit, <laughs> he basically spit the bullet back out he's just like he's like there's you know he that's I think that's when he realizes it's just like there's no defeating him only accepting him and then I think you know throughout that you know, there must be sometimes, and especially when you have the Avengers movies where you see Mark Ruffalo actually have control of turning into the Hulk. I think the Hulk also has some kind of um, cognitive ability of, you know, learning from Ruffalo or Banner, you know. So it wasn't really surprising that he was talking and having conversations, even though he was having broken sentences and stuff like that. It was still expected, you know. Do you think that he would have been able to become Professor Hulk if he wasn't? Because something happened, right, in Infinity War. 
he was scared into submission when he fought Thanos. Thanos he wouldn't even yeah. come. He wouldn't even come back out the entire right. movie. <laughs> Literally, Ruffalo was like, "Come back, please! Like now is the time! Like, yeah. dude, now!" It's the whole please. reason. Yeah, it's the whole yeah. reason why uh, Banner had to go into the Hulkbuster um because hulk refused to come out and so it's like well i have nothing else to offer to the fight and then they're like we could, i guess we could put you in the hulkbuster and it's like all right i'm now i'm now in yeah. the hulkbuster iron man suit and you know when when thor shows up and he just pops the lid of the hulkbuster he's like you guys are in so much trouble now <laughs> it's like i was like man when's the hulk when are we going to get the Hulk back? Because I was actually quite nervous about that because I was like, man, Thanos beat him so bad that the Hulk was just like, nope. You know what? You know what, Banner? You can stay better. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to be safe inside in my nice little... Instead nice of being little... a pawn. Yeah. <laughs> he would only ever come out to fight. He never got to mm-hmm. actually, like, you know, enjoy life. And do the things that he, he liked yeah. to do. Finally got to do that in Ragnarok. Yeah. I love how they even talk about that. They even discuss it. Thor discusses it in Ragnarok. He goes, that's one actually one of my favorite. I, w- I was going to have that as like w- the funniest, but how he goes, he's trying to manipulate both of them in a way. Oh, you know, he's, like, he's, like, he's like, he's like, he's like Hulk or, or I, Hulk. I don't like Banner. He's all about numbers and this and uh, 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 oh, it's so boring. I, I, I can't stand that guy. And then when Banner is there, he's like, he's like, oh no, Hulk. I, don't, I can't stand Hulk. Hulk's about, oh, fight this and fight that. You're much better. You're, you're, I, you know, I love that. Yeah, where he's just trying he's to play like, both of them. Yeah, he's like, he's, he's just like saying, um, he's like, oh no, you like the Hulk better. He's like, no, no, I like you. And he's just like, he's like, yeah, no, you're just saying that to make me feel good. He's like, no, no, I love that you're smart and everything. And he's like, uh, it's like, um, he's like, yeah, well, does the Hulk have six PhDs? And it's just like, he's, Oh, like, like, that well, moment in the know. end. Um, and he's just like, he's I'm like, not sure how that's going to help. Like, Banner, me. use one of your PhDs to pilot the ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. None of them were for flying spacecraft. Yes. <laughs> uh, so good. Oh, yeah. So good. So good. <laughs> the little things in this movie. Yeah, it is. So many, there are so, so many little, little things in this movie that make it so such a great movie. All right. Well, let's let's keep going here. Uh, Tim, did you want to name something you didn't like about the movie? Or There's nothing about this movie that I didn't like. <laughs> There's we'll nothing on. about. We just this keep movie going to what we like about it. Yeah. <laughs> what I didn't like about this movie is that it was too short. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Three <There> hours. <laughs> I want like a week long Thor movie. Give me that. Disney Plus series. <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> All right, uh, what's directed next, by yes, next please. favorite one-liner. Tim, go ahead. <laughs> Woo! Favorite one-liner. Um, I got, I got a couple, but um, <laughs> uh, Korg. Uh, my favorite one-liner does have to come from Korg, where um, right when Thor gets thrown into um the arena being held in the prison and everything and he meets Korg and he asks Korg who uh who has faced the Grandmaster's champion and <laughs> Korg just goes he's like oh Doug has and he looks over to Doug in the corner and he's like Doug and he's like pause and it's just like oh Doug's dead <laughs> so, good. so good oh man but yeah that's my favorite one-liner from this movie um 
that just uh, reminded me of a funny part of the movie this isn't necessarily my favorite one-liner but it was really good um when uh the grandmaster and his uh sidekick i can't remember i can't remember her name his like second hand or second in command or whatever um she's uh she's talking about um I don't remember exactly what she was referring to. Um, she she uses a sentence that involves mainframe and slaves. <laughs> I don't oh, remember oh, exactly what she was oh, saying. Oh yeah, when when the rebellion started, and she's like, all the all the slaves have uh, armed themselves and everything, and Grand Master's like, ah, I don't like that word. <laughs> she's like, what mainframe? mainframe? <laughs> he's like, no, the S word. Like, like mainframe. Like, he, he's just like, he's like, and she just goes, okay, the servant with jobs. <laughs> yeah, that's better. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so good. Unreal. Anyway, uh, Mike, what's your favorite one-liner? And this is generic, but I love the, when they first see each other, well, Thor first sees Hulk, you know, the, all this anticipation. We knew it was happening, right? Because of the commercials and all this. He didn't know it was happening, right? And he is, he's kind of nervous a little bit. He's like, oh man, I don't, you know, I've, I've killed a lot of things. I've fought a lot of things, but I don't know. He seemed a little nervous, honestly, about this. And then huge sign of relief when he realizes who it is. And just that he's a friend from work. I, I, I love that one-liner. I mean, that's just so good. Like every time it's just... It makes me smile, um, but to not have that line because we'd all know that line. Um, I was going to use that one, but yeah, <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's great, right? Um, but going back to Corrigan, I think it's actually the same scene that uh, Tim was talking about, where he's explaining to Thor like what that place is, where it's just a circle and it just doesn't make sense. And he goes, "What? What do you mean?" He goes. The only thing that makes sense is that nothing makes sense. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, why? Okay. Like, it just, that's a testament to Korg, right? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 he's just, it's ridiculous. And I, and it works for me. I, I, he cracks me up every time. And that was another one for me. Just, mm. the only thing that makes sense is that nothing makes sense. Like, okay. I was actually sure. able Fair to enough. make sense out of something <laughs> uh, from this movie. <laughs> I'll talk about it later. Mm -hmm. I actually found a forum and uh, anyway, I'll go into it later. It's about how time works on Sakaar. I think I figured it out. Ooh. Well, um, I mean, this is a good time to do it if you want, or are you going to save it? I'll save it. I'll save it for the end. <laughs> All right. Build, build um, the suspense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm All right. Already, so I'm already anticipating it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my favorite one-liner, uh, you kind of stole mine, so I'll just go with the Stanley cameo. Uh, please, kind sir, do not cut my hair. There you go. That was good. And then yes. he said, "He said some just creepy so guy cut my hair." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, one of my other favorite one-liners is um, when Thor is trying to calm down Hulk in the arena, and then all of a sudden Hulk takes him and starts smashing him around the arena. Then Loki just goes, yes, that's how it feels. <laughs> Referencing to the Avengers movie so when good. Hulk did that to him. Oh. And uh, so oh, that's so good. Especially when, uh, and then Loki finds out that the champion is Hulk. And he's like, I need to get off this planet. Yeah, he gets up and tries to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so scared. Yeah, so much just, trauma. <laughs> like, Literally post-traumatic stress from that. And then and then Thor pulls, points him out. He's like, he's like, 
He's like, Loki's oh, it's here. me. It's me. He's like, Loki's here too. He points up to him. He's like, remember that? And he's just frozen. His eyes yeah. are just wide. Yep. And, and, and Grandmaster's looking at Loki like, wait, you know these people? Yeah, what's going on right now? <laughs> so Grandmaster's great. like, I'm losing control of this whole situation yeah. fast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> fast. Uh, so good. Yeah, uh, so this isn't exactly a one-liner, but uh, towards the end of the movie, when um, uh, Sarder is that his name? Sarder. Sarder. Yeah, when he uh, emerges from the vaults of uh, Asgard, and uh, then Hulk lunges at him, and tries to destroy uh. him, like Hulk, you <laughs> idiot! For once in your life, do not smash. Mm-hmm. And Hulk's just like big monster. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Oh, so good. <laughs> um, all right. So, favorite fight scene. Um, I'll go first. Uh, so, the final fight on the Bifrost. It's just so well choreographed. So many awesome moments. We got, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Scourge. Um, making a turn and sacrificing himself uh, to save all the Asgardians. We've got uh, Ruffalo jumping out of the plane and essentially <laughs> dying. <Yeah>. Smacking <laughs> his head right on the Bifrost bridge. That's so good. Looked like it yeah. hurt, too. It, it did. Whole, like, Look on his face. Just... Up to that. It's like, you've been asking who I am. Well, I'm about to show you. <laughs> just yeah. <jumps> <laughs> And it's just like the, the, the it's not just that it's just like <laughs> the thunk that you hear when he hits the glass bridge it's like dunk, and, and it just doesn't move. Just completely motionless and the, then and then and the then giant wolf Fenrir, just like the wolf him a little bit yeah it's yeah. <laughs> like it's just like well he's dead and then just continues <laughs> on it's just oh so great <sighs> that yeah yeah let me see yeah, uh thor using lightning to you know, extraordinary effect for the first time ever, really. I mean, he's used lightning before, but it's like the hammer has been his primary. Uh, right, because he believed damage. that he believed that the hammer was his his source power. of power, yeah. and so so he put great like he leaned on the hammer a lot before this movie. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that lesson that Tony taught uh, Peter in Homecoming, where Peter was like, "I'm I'm nothing without the suit. You know, I need I need this." And mm-hmm. Tony's like, no, you don't need it. You just need it yourself. The power is right. from within. Right. So that, that kinda... Yeah, they kind of pulled that from uh, from Ragnarok a little bit because, um, you know, when Thor's getting his his butt handed to him and then all of a sudden, you know, he's got this thing going on with his father and he's it's, it's like, she's too strong. He's like, without my hammer. And Odin's just like, I'm sorry, are you Thor the god of thunder or Thor the god of hammers? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, the hammer was never your source of strength. And it's just, I was just like, man, that's just deep. that's just deep right there. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, man, we're going to see some stuff at the fair oh, yeah. soon. So you the immigrant song by Led Zeppelin. Nope. Exactly. Oh, so good. Exactly. Ah, I mean, every time it hits and any anything and any anytime they use that song. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's always the right move. Anyway, so that is my favorite. Who wants to go next? One. Did I steal Great. the best one from both of you? <laughs> uh, I feel like I it's hard to top up. that. There were some solid fights. There were there weren't a lot in the movie. But anyway, they volunteers. 
I'll let Mike go. Ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, right. um, I do have a backup, but I'm not okay. My I mean, backup backup. You can go with yeah. second favorite if you want. I know. I well, like I, 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 I'm trying to come up with a, a second <laughs> backup just first. in case Mike takes my backup. <laughs> I probably will. So mine's the Hulk and Thor fight in the in the call in the gladiator arena. I mean, it, it it's so. <laughs> He's just trying to calm him down. He grabs him, and you see the, the power between both of them. And Thor's getting his butt kicked, and then he finally just nails him. And then, and then Hulk just goes along the whole edge of the arena, and everyone's like, kind of goes silent. They're like, "Whoa!" because they just expected Hulk to completely dominate, right? And um, even Grandmaster's like, "Oh, oh, whoa, whoa! <laughs> like, what's happening here?" Like, <laughs> like it was it. And when they finally go at it too, it, it choreography and how it looked visually when it just, it's awesome. It's just so cool. And uh, I think it was a hype moment out of it. Like trying to bring Bruce Banner out. He's doing the, like, uh, what is it? The, the sun is going down sun is real going low. Down. Sun's going like real holding, low. Sun's real holding low. his hand okay. close to Hulk and then Hulk just grabs it and starts throwing yeah, him around. Yeah, he's yeah, like, I'm not going to hurt Hulk. you he's anymore. Like, that's how it sun's feels. going down real low. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was so yeah, satisfying um, because it's a hype moment, right? I think it's a hype moment for the entire franchise, honestly, because yeah. we, we've seen you know, our favorite characters go at it, but in a setting like civil war, whatever, this was something so different and so fun and so cool. And then they built it up, of course, with the advertising, we knew they were going to fight in the movie. So we were just waiting for it, waiting for it. And it, they delivered. It, it was, yeah. I mean, satisfying. Like, I mean, because like there are so, there were a few other times in like the Avengers when the two of them were together that they've actually gotten into it. Like, um when they're on um when they're in their headquarters that's uh in the sky and everything i forget what that ship is called the carrier yeah Mm -hmm. um and then all of a sudden banner turns into the hulk and thor like smacks him in the face with a hammer and then all of a sudden you know uh those two become like rivals and everything so now they have that that they went between but then everything kind of calmed down and other things happen but then in, when they're in the city and they're fighting all all the monsters and everything and then there's that one scene where they bash into i think grand central station and then hulk just punches Thor. Right, yep. yeah it's just like and you're just like oh my god like people are starting to ask the questions like if they went at it if they truly went at it who would emerge on top and that's what thor ragnarok almost gave us they almost gave it to us because they both kind of won (laughs) they both kind of won because like like uh thor some of the strength and he bashes him with these these hits these really powerful hits and then all of a sudden grandmaster's like nope activate the (laughs) the taser gun that's on thor's neck and he's just like hey look at that my champion wins (laughs) but uh but yeah it's just just so good love how they talk about it too when they're in the ship and it's like he's like yeah i, I fought you he's like oh who won yeah who won? he's like, he's like, I, he's like I won not even a chance not even a chance he's like that, that doesn't, doesn't sound right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. us as the audience we're like oh yeah no it didn't go down like that is yeah. as cool as he's playing it off no way come on 
Yeah, because it was at that point that uh, when Brianna comes back into play, he's like, uh-huh. he's like, hey, did we stop Ultron? Did we, uh, did we save him? It's like, he's like, that was two years ago. <laughs> he's like, he just noticed. He's like, he doesn't know anything that just happened in the past few days. He's like, I'm just gonna lie to him this entire time and make him think. Oh man, it was so good. He's just wearing Tony Stark's clothes. Yeah, he's just like the glasses. Yeah. He's like, I'm cool, yeah, he's, right? I'm cool. He's like, he's like, you'll be Tony. He's like, why do why do I have to be Tony? And why, who are you gonna be? He's like, no, I'm me. He's like, he's like, then why am I Tony? He's like, because those are the only clothes that were in the Quinjet. He's like trying to not think of Hulk, and then yeah, they just, just throw green powder in his face, and he's in a full-on party of like, full. And he's trying to cigars. keep him, Yeah, he's like trying to keep him calm. He's like, he's like. He's like, don't get upset, don't get upset. He's like, well, maybe I'm a little, a little anxious because I'm on a planet that I don't know. <laughs> it just makes me a little anxious. Yeah. But, uh, but that was a good fight scene. The arena scene was a really good one. So I hope it didn't take it away from me. No, no. Yeah, I actually I, uh, thought of a good backup if you don't have one. <laughs> my backup was um, what you mentioned before when Hella went up against uh, all those soldiers. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like you didn't realize how powerful this, this villain was going to be until like the entire Asgard army shows up and it's just like, whoever you are. And that was also another funny moment when Hogan was just like, whoever you are, go back to where you came from. And she's like, did you not listen? I just explained who I was. I told you everything. She's like, okay. And then she starts killing them all off with a just throwing swords left and right and then it was just fantastic the choreography seeing everything happen um again like you said the the airships coming into play the blaster and she just goes nope throws more swords out and like destroys the entire armada like that's side thought she just throws them while she's fighting everybody else yeah it's like but like you also like at first you're like oh she can just throw swords from her hands. She can actually throw them from her feet too, because there is a scene in there where oh, she yeah. she points like she points her foot, and like a sword flies. And I'm just like, wait, she can just throw them from any. Yeah, she like leans body? all the way back, throws like three swords from her from her hands, hands and, like, and then somewhere else one from her, her body, foot. and then yeah. And I was just foot. like, good lord, like there's no stopping this woman. I was yeah. like, oh man. Yeah. But yeah, I gotta that say that's weird. my favorite. Like that's my. If it wasn't for the the Rainbow Bifrost Bridge, because when Thor comes flying in to Led Zeppelin's Immigrant Song, you know it's going to be a good fight scene. And I love the fact that Scourge went out the exact same way he did in the comics. That's exactly how he, yeah, that's exactly how Scourge goes out in the comic books. Wielding his two two M16s. What a character. And, and yeah, it was really it was just so good. Just so good. That's, that's awesome. All right. Um so what is your favorite moment of the movie? So I can go first. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh it's hard to pick one, um, but I talked about it earlier. I'm just going to say Mjolnir being destroyed, not because I'm happy that it got destroyed, just because of what an impactful, powerful moment that was. And I already talked about this before, so I'm not going to go back into that. But it was just mind-blowing seeing that. Um, and they showed that in the trailer, didn't they? 
I'm pretty sure they did. Yes. I yeah. think they so did like, because they it was, was a, coming, so it was a, it was a big thing because like people. Yeah, because people were like, oh, my God, what's he going to do without his hammer in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it was just such a big moment. Um, mm. So that's just why it was my favorite. There were so many funny moments and everything, but I'm going to go with Mjolnir being destroyed. Okay. Um, then my favorite moment scene has to be the Doctor Strange cameo because I felt like it was so fitting for what was happening in the story. We also see him in those iconic yellow gloves that we don't see him in again ever. Uh, and I love how he's just refilling Thor's beer over and over again. It's just a little spiral whirlwind and it fills right up and mm. he's just putting it down. And then he just keeps getting moved to different parts of the Sanctuary Simtorum while he's drinking. So, you know, like he's totally <laughs> feeling like terrible, terrible. And he's just like, all right, all right can you can you stop, please? Just no. oh, God, please just stop. And it was so funny and so entertaining. And then, um, you know, helps him out, gets him to find it, helps him out to find Odin. But he's like, can you release Loki, please? And then, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. And then Loki just comes out of nowhere, ah, and drops. And he's like, I've been falling for 30 minutes. <laughs> and it's just so funny. Uh, and then he's yeah. got the knives. And he's like, who are you to do this to, to me, Loki? And then Dr. Strange just goes, nope, see ya. And just send them yeah. away. Just like, it's so good. All right, bye. <laughs> yeah, all right. That, stuff like that was like, all right, bye. And just boom, just sent them away. All that whole thing. That whole, like, what is it? Oh, three yeah, minutes, four or five minutes. I was thinking I about that, that. earlier. It's like, I yeah. want to bring that scene up. This is yeah i gotta say that's one of my favorite scenes in in the in the movie is when um dr strange does the whole interaction uh but i gotta say for me like the one part about it was when um like he figured he's like why is loki here like i have it's my job to keep these people at bay (laughs) and he's like he's like i need to know why loki's here and what do i have to do to get rid of him and it's just like we're just looking for our father he's like oh so if i if i tell you where your father is you guys will leave he's like yeah but like as he's as before he even opens the portal to get loki um dr strange just looks at thor and he goes oh by the way don't forget your umbrella and thor's like oh right and he holds out his hand because it's mjolnir in disguise and you just hear the havoc that mjolnir is destroying the entire sanctum and thor just goes sorry yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it shows up in his hand it's broken glass everywhere it's just like he's just like yeah <laughs> i thought that was great but um that was great first uh first impression for thor yeah yeah definitely <laughs> um but i would have to say my favorite moment <laughs> um my favorite moment god there's so many good ones in there i i did enjoy the doctor strange one uh, but this was also uh, borderline for my funniest moment, too, uh, because earlier in the movie, um, they kind of go hand in hand with each other because earlier in the movie, um, Thor is trying to figure out what to do. So he reaches out to Heimdall and and Heimdall actually shares his vision with Thor so Thor can see what's going on in Asgard while he's not there and um 
but like uh it was just like oh my god but then like he's giving him advice he's like how do i get back to asgard he's like good you're on a planet surrounded by portals take one of them he's like which one the biggest one and then later on in the film this is my one of my favorite moments in the film it's just like he's like all right so how are we going to get out of here it's like we're going to go through the portal he's like and they're like which one he's like that one the biggest one she's like what the devil's anus he's like for the record i did not know it was named that when i chose it it was so intense too. Like yeah. It was this huge thing just spiraling and pulling everything up. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah it, it was, was like not like, chill. It's like red. All. It's also red where it's just <laughs> like, it's just like that. You don't want to go near that. <laughs> yeah, it was really intimidating. Oh, yeah. sure. but I was like, oh man, <laughs> when he just goes, I did not know it was called that when I chose it. Heimdall, it's like, Heimdall, you left out some vital information here. <laughs> The writing, man. It's just. Oh, yeah. That's to be fair, Heimdall can see everything. Yeah. It's not all knowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? he can see. So like, he, didn't, he didn't necessarily know it was called the Devil's Anus either. Yeah. He could just see like, <laughs> where the world started knew, and where He it knew ended. exactly which one <laughs> he needed to take. But he was like, yeah, you're right. He doesn't know everything. So he doesn't know <laughs> what it's called. It'd be yeah. really funny if he did know and he still yeah, told, still him, really he still told him to take it anyway. <laughs> yeah. I would love that to have been an interaction with him and Heimdall. It's just like, Heimdall, you told me to take the devil's anus. He's like, would you have taken it if I told you? I would have been good, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, man. These are just such great moments in this movie. Mm-hmm. Hard to pick them. Mm, it is. Definitely a challenge. All right. <clears throat> Favorite Easter egg. <laughs> You guys need a sec. I've got one. Right I can now. I, I I got it. I got no, it. I'll let I'll let you guys go first. I want to see what you guys. Should I probably should have had some backups, but uh, <laughs> I, got a, mine... I have a bunch of backups. Oh, there bunch. you go. All right, there you go. There you go. I have one, so I'm gonna go first. Uh, my favorite Easter egg is the tower that you see, Grandmaster's Tower, with all the faces of the champions. Because at first, when I first saw the movie, I was like, "Oh, that's Thanos," because it kind of looks like Thanos at first. Um, but it's Man Thing, Beta Ray Bill, Ares. By Beast and Dark Crawler. So mm-hmm. I made sure because I knew I recognized Man Thing and Beta Ray Bill, but I didn't recognize the rest. So I had to look up and see the other ones were. And I thought that was like a really cool. You have what two, five characters that you just kind of just boom put out right there for a quick Easter egg. And so you can consider them five Easter eggs, right? So mm-hmm. uh it's a lot rolled into one. And they give us like two shots of it too. They don't just do it one time, they give us like two or three shots. So I thought that was really cool and powerful and intense, you know, of course, so extra of Grandmaster to put his champions huge and huge faces <laughs> up yeah. on a tower, you know, uh, yeah. So yeah, that, that's the check for me. But it also makes you think because uh, Beta Ray Bill is still existing in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. So Fairly. what... So what happened been to the him? champion before and then Hulk? No, yeah, 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 but like... Him. <laughs> no, that's that's probably true. Maybe Vader I, is I might have to. I might have to. Yeah, I might have oh. to reread uh, Planet Hulk to see if something happened to Beta Ray Bill in there. Um, but yeah, like for all, from what I know, Beta Ray Bill is still around because there's still interactions between Thor and Beta Ray Bill in the comic books. Potential uh, real live action cameo for Love and Thunder. Maybe. Um, <laughs> Might be Beta Ray Bill that convinces him to give Jane the Thor powers. 
Mm. I don't know. Who wow. knows? Yeah. A couple months. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> um, I hope what was that, Colin? I don't really know anything about that character, so I hope they bring him in at some point. All I know is that he had the ability to harness Molinier. And I don't know how or why, but I know that he has, like, he has, he's, he's pretty powerful. Mm. I know that. So that's all I know. Yeah, I'd have to go back and reread his origin story. Um, but there was something where um, he was like, something happened with Thor where Thor lost his power and there had to be, there always has to be a Thor. So um, the Beta Ray Bill came into play when Thor lost his powers, I think, at one point. And so like Beta Ray Bill kind of became an interim Thor. But also, when Thor regained his powers, Beta Ray Bill also still <laughs> retained the powers as well. So now it's just chaos, I think, uh, in the Marvel Universe when, when that happens. But, um, but yeah, there is something about Beta Ray Bill that I'd have to go back and read up, up, read up on. But he's a great character. Yeah, I've, I've heard he's... he's... I've heard his name brought up multiple I, times. So. I think he's also from. I think he also might be from um, a different universe as well, because his mm. Mjolnir is actually a different uh, style than. Ooh, okay. Than Arthur's. Nice. Yeah, hopefully, we'll see him at some point. Mm. Yeah, right. I, I thought that was a great uh, Easter egg in there too. That was on. Oh the yeah, list. for sure. Sorry. <laughs> My uh, my favorite Easter egg was a simple one, uh, the Infinity Gauntlet with all mm -hmm. the Infinity Stones, which turned out to be a fake. <laughs> mm -hmm. So big too. Well, yeah, yeah. actually, uh, that Infinity Gauntlet was um, was shown in the first Thor movie as well, briefly, very briefly, huh. when the Ice Giants were raiding um, the castle and they went into the uh, the vault. Uh, to get the test oh, wow. route, is, uh, there's a brief shot of the the gauntlet in there while the ice giants are raiding. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. It's yeah, awesome. there's a yeah, and I was like, oh my god, um, I completely missed that when I uh when I watched it, but I oh, yeah. I I did rewatch and I was just like, oh my god, there it is. You're like you have to pause at like the right time. It's one of those moments where you have to pause at the right time to actually mm -hmm. see it. But yeah, it's there. Um, but yeah, it's also funny because like uh. Because it's also the wrong hand. If, if you ever notice, it's the wrong hand. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, wait, that doesn't work. <laughs> Unless the, the gauntlet kind of shifts to whatever hand you put it on. But yeah. Tony's so when she, when she went fake. Yeah. That was a good one. Okay. That was a good Easter egg. Um, the stuff in here is fake. Yeah. So <laughs> He's like, yeah, she's like, fake, fake. Not bad. She's pointing at the Tesseract. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, I have a couple of Easter eggs that I really liked. Um, one is, I got to say, um, my favorite, <laughs> well, I have three, but um, my top one would have to be uh, Valkyrie. Uh, her actual... Scrapper name is Scrapper 142. Uh, and in the comic books, um, 
Valkyrie doesn't show up until the Incredible Hulk issue number 142. So I thought that was a, a great Easter egg in there because I was like, I was like, why do they call her Scrapper 142? That number has to mean something. I was like, and I was like, I, I know it has to refer to her in some way. And I was like, and I actually had to go digging a little bit through some things, but I was like, oh, that's right. That's when she, and actually it's also funny because like when they're talking about um, knowing each other, they actually team up in the Defenders, Hulk and and Valkyrie so she would know yes. his alter ego as Bruce Banner too um so there was a little bit play on that but um but I also like that they play pure in imagination from Willy Wonka when he's in the chair going through the tunnel that was a great little easter egg that they were playing <laughs> that was, was like, good such a terrifying scene from I know movie. right it was just like but it also like it's it also reflects the same thing from from Willy Wonka when they get on that boat and they're going down that tunnel and everything mm -hmm. starting off all nice and everything and then all of a sudden the lights start changing yeah. and everyone's yeah, freaking yeah. out and it's exactly what's going on with Thor he's just like oh this isn't bad oh my god <laughs> uh but I uh but my last one that I thought was really cool and I'm not sure if anybody else picked up on it but um the shirt that Mark Ruffalo was wearing that was Tony Stark's shirt um I don't know if you if you realized it but that was the the cover art of duran duran's album that had hungry like the wolf uh, that mm. their hit hungry like the wolf which foreshadows uh bruce banner fighting fenrir the wolf and nice. i was like because like, I, I was looking at it i was like I, I i love music so i was like looking at it i was yeah. like i was like is that the duran duran <laughs> they're like oh yep yep so i was like i I had to look at the, up the artwork and I was like, oh yeah, Duran Duran, Hungry Like the Wolf. And then I was just like, oh yeah, he fights the wolf. Yeah. I, I thought I recognized it, but I didn't. It, I kind of just went over my head because I've always, he, that's like Tony's thing. He always wears like crazy t-shirts, right? He always has different t-shirts that he wears mm -hmm. throughout, but then he also likes to wear a lot of music related shirts. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure I've seen him wear like an ACDC shirt and yep. my mind I was like yeah that it's definitely probably something music related or whatever um, well yeah I'm glad I think, that you did the digging on it and yeah because he wore the ACDC shirt because in the original um um Iron Man the first Iron Man back in black yeah back in black and everything yeah. so you know they kind of have to pay homage to everything they throw in all these little things so Love it yeah it was good it was really good yeah it catches um all right so next one unanswered questions <laughs> you guys have anything for this one yeah how did scourge get back to loki and thor so fast from the rainbow bridge i mean man that had to be uh he, he had to get that would take like a couple hours right he was there in 10 minutes <laughs> no, I, yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I uh I couldn't I think of any like really. he's he's Asgardian. Asgardians yeah. are, you know, supernaturally well, not supernaturally, they're they're very strong and fast and all this stuff. You know, superhuman. Yeah. So I didn't have a lot of unanswered questions. It was something I thought of earlier and I was gonna bring it up when you were when we were talking about it. I was like, Hey, how do you get up there so fast? And I was like, Yeah, I'll just save that for the unanswered questions part. Yeah. Uh, I actually thought that too. It didn't quite make sense to me, but whatever. yeah. I'm sure there's um, a shortcut in there somewhere. Yeah, maybe he jumped a couple, yeah, whatever. I I it, it was hard, it's hard for me because I, I 
to examine what was left unanswered because I'm so thrilled every time I watch this movie. It pulls me out of my brain <laughs> in a good way. Like I, I'm, I'm totally taken by the movie. Um, and that happens to me with occasional films, not all of them that I watch, but occasional ones. And just, it completely pulls me out. And um, I'm sure there's tons of unanswered questions. And I mean, there were some that were left, but they've been answered, least, right? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But they, they, you know, there were some that were left, some answer, unanswered questions, but then they answered them right since then, because it's been a few years now since we've seen, mm-hmm. since Ragnarok's come out. But what do you, what do you have? <laughs> yeah. What do you have? Um, what do you, I'm curious to hear what you got. So uh, at the end of the movie, uh, they're trying to figure out where to go. And then Thor asks where Meek is from. Um, and then, you know, Korg says, oh, Meek's dead. Been carrying him around. <laughs> accidentally stepped on, stepped on him on the bridge um and then uh instead of asking the question again because Korg asked him to repeat the question he just says let's go to earth um, <laughs> so i looked it up meek is actually uh the native species of sakar so he is from sakar originally oh oh okay so i thought that was really cool and apparently um you know, he like uh, rebelled against uh, the planet and, uh, in the comics, and I, I don't remember how it ended, but uh, he he like wanted to destroy Sakar to get revenge. Um, so you know that might be a thing eventually. Oh. Um, so we might not have seen the last of Sakar and the Grandmaster. <laughs> I hope not. I want to go back there. Yeah, although supposedly he's on Earth now, so. <laughs> well yeah he was an end game yeah playing yeah. Fortnite. yeah so. <laughs> grandmaster no no i meant meek my bad oh no I, sorry i meant grandmasters on earth because uh, oh yes yes because shot. of the, the one shot yes yeah yes. yeah uh so the second one is odin truly gone because before he uh before he dies he says i'm on a different path now doesn't necessarily say that he's dying and you know he does weird stuff with life and death like he's got the odin sleep right where he's like asleep Mm. for you know weeks months (laughs) however long (laughs) Um, and you know now he's on a different path doesn't say that he's dying outright nobody ever says that he's dead just that he's gone i think they do say he's gone at one point but then he has that like vision moment uh with thor where he says that he's the god of thunder not the god of hammers and the way that that's presented it doesn't seem like a memory that seems like a brand new conversation between the two of them uh well yeah it has to me to implies because, that odin is yeah. still around right he's just yeah, like in another be. realm because huh? um during that scene it, it, it's not a memory you can obviously tell because thor is missing his eye as he just got it cut out of his head and um and and yeah you can definitely so yeah i thought that was something uh i feel like it was something that odin knew he had to do to to tell his because he knows he knows how his sons don't get along with each other he knows there's always going to be fighting and stuff going on um and i think he he knew i think he knew he was growing weaker not dying but to the point where he's not going to be able to control hella anymore and it's going to be left to loki and thor to figure out how to how to defeat her and i think he kind of does this thing where he kind of fakes his death 
um, to set Thor and Loki on the path they need to take. Um, not only to, to defeat Hela, but to kind of uh, connect as brothers as well. Um, because in the end, uh, like at the end of the movie, um, when they're on the ship and Thor's in his room and, he's, and he put the eye patch on and Loki comes in and um, and Thor like tosses something at him. He's like, he's telling Loki's telling him all this stuff, this stuff, and emotional stuff, and all this stuff. And then Thor ha- like throws him a goblet or something, something to see if he's an illusion or not. And he's like, nope, it's actually me. And it's just like, oh, well, they finally have that brother moment where they realize they're better to each other together than they are apart. It's, it's kind of bond. Yeah, it's finally bond. Kind of like what uh, happens with um, Gamora and her sister. Nebula. Yeah. If certain decisions by other characters or whatever propel those characters in a direction for growth yeah. and change and whatnot. Exactly. And yeah, you, you both blew my mind because I, I had written them off in my mind, right? And uh, so now I'm sitting back here double thinking everything because that's valid. He... Odin might not be completely dead out of the picture. So I'm glad you brought that up, Colin, for sure. I was mentioning Death's Realm earlier when I was talking about Collector and Grandmaster and all that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that could be where he is and somehow he's he's still able to communicate with people in the I mean, real yeah. world. I mean, he could be in Valhalla and yeah. uh, still be able to communicate with his sons. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not so far from uh, the Greek mythology where demigods were able to communicate with their godparents just through prayers and stuff like that. And they would just mm-hmm. show up just going, hey, you need help? <laughs> I mean, like, I think Perseus in his travel uh, to defeat the Kraken had interactions with uh, Zeus every now and again. So, yeah, it's, it's def- they're definitely never gone. They're always going to be there to, like, they, it's kind of like how they talk about life in general it's just like nobody's ever really gone there's always they're always going to be with you in For some sure. form Deep but true uh loki variant loki in season two is going to need his help you know that mm-hmm. <laughs> he's in quite the pickle right now so he's, he's going to need odin at the, right now at this moment because thor's thor's probably busy as we'd imagine so yeah so uh yeah uh, Anthony Hopkins might not be done with them. <laughs> Great point. Yes, that's quite true. It's just like, um, um, like, so the last unanswered question I had was, uh, how time works on Sakar. Uh, there we go. That's a bit of a long one. So I'll, uh, hold off on that. If you had any others, Tim, you can, uh, go into those before I do my. Uh, not really, because like most of my unanswered questions from that movie were answered later on down the line from all the rest of the movies that came out. So my unanswered questions were actually answered <laughs> eventually. Yeah. Uh, but like, but like, my unanswered question at the time. Well, actually, as I mentioned before, because um, when Mike mentioned his um, favorite Easter egg with the champions, like I know um, Beta Ray Bill is a quite a prominent figure in the Marvel Universe. So wondering what happened to Beta Ray Bill is actually one of my unanswered questions. Is just like, is he around? Did he escape by going to a, a multiverse? Uh, or like what, like 
he has to be somewhere because he definitely has some influences on Thor um, throughout Thor's journey being Thor. Uh, because in the com- and that happens in the comics and as we can tell from the movies right now he's gone from being Thor um, Dark World and now he's in this situation and he spent a lot of time with the Avengers so he hasn't really had a chance to explore much lately and um, but there's also the uh, possibility that he probably already met Beta Ray Bill in his journey to find the Infinity Stones because that's what he was doing in the beginning of the movie he was out scouting uh, traveling the universe trying to find the infinity stone so who did he meet along his journey you know is there must have been so many people that he met that that's a very good point influenced him too um so so yeah i i mean like maybe we'll see Thor's journey eventually just like i'm hoping that we'll eventually see captain america's journey when he went back and returned all the infinity stones yeah exactly where he becomes uh mr rogers um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah that, those are my only unanswered questions like what happened to beta ray bill and like who did he meet when he traveled the universe looking for infinity stones like um because he was gone for a while oh yeah that's a good one mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. all right here we go i'm ready for it okay so how does time work on sakar so there are a lot of different points that are made throughout the movie, uh, giving evidence in different directions. <laughs> so whether time moves faster, slower, or the same speed as you know, the rest of the universe. So I'm just gonna go through those one by one. So there's six of them that I noticed at least. Uh, so first we have uh, Loki's arrival versus Thor's arrival. On Ragnarok. So they leave the Bifrost within a couple of seconds of each other, but uh, they arrive weeks apart. Okay. So Loki says he's been there for weeks and he only gets there a few seconds earlier than Thor. So that makes you think time must move significantly faster on Sakaar. Um, and people actually calculated it from what I saw. Uh, I'm trying to, f- I don't remember the exact number. It's something like 60,000 times faster just based on like the few seconds versus the couple of weeks. If you do the math, it's roughly 60,000 times faster. So that is point one. Um, Mm. And point two, uh, so Thor's time on Sakaar versus Hela's time on her campaign, right? Like once she exits the Bifrost and murders everybody on Asgard, and that eventually makes it to the bridge where she meets Thor and they have their fight. Um, so that amount of time seems to be roughly the same amount of time, like a few days each, right? They seem to be roughly the same. So that makes you think time moves roughly the same speed on Sakaar as it does in the rest of the universe, okay? And then we have uh, Thor's conversation with Heimdall when they're on Sakaar. So, you know, brief conversation. Thor is not moving in hyperspeed during the conversation. It seems like it's just a real-time conversation. And um, yeah, so again, that makes you think that time is moving same speed on Sakaar. And then we have uh, Banner's age, okay? Because he has been, so if you are convinced that time is moving faster on Sakaar, all right, um, based on the first example I gave, the seconds versus weeks, then 
since Banner has been on uh, Sakaar for two years in the real world, and you multiply that by 60,000, then he would have had to have been on there for, you know, 120,000 years, right? Give or take. I mean, he obviously didn't go to Sakaar immediately, but based on like the footage of him being like sucked out of the plane, it seemed like it happened very soon after he left Earth, like within a couple of days, it seemed like. Mm. Um, so uh, he would have to be 120,000 years older. And I did look it up because, uh, you know, Hulk has a healing factor. So it could be argued that because he was in Hulk form, that he didn't age, uh, like Banner didn't age as fast as he would have normally because of that. Mm. Um, I was thinking, yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, according to what I found, uh, he does age slower when he's in Hulk form, but it's only like a factor of two to four times slower, not like 100,000 times yeah. slower, which is <laughs> what it would have to be yeah. um, for that to actually work. Um, so because of that, uh, that's again evidence that it's roughly the same speed because Banner looks about the same age. So mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. slower, not faster, roughly the same. Or at least if it is faster or slower, it's not by a significant amount. Um, and then point number five, <laughs> uh, Valkyrie. Uh, so she exiled herself uh, seemingly very shortly after all the other Valkyrie were killed, right? And uh, we don't know exactly when that happened. Um, Maybe they said it and I, I didn't notice it, but uh, presumably it was before Thor was born, right? Um, because Thor never knew that he had a sister. And Thor is at this time around 1500 years old. So Valkyrie must have exiled herself around 1500 years ago, um, give or take. And uh, so that means she's been on Sakaar presumably for 1500 years. But uh, Asgardians don't live forever, like Odin and stuff like their exceptions, like the typical Asgardian lives for, uh, from what I found, about 5,000 years. Um, so, uh, so she could still be, uh, you know, she could still be alive if like moving at uh, normal speed um, or slower. So that, that would make you think that it's either the time on Sakaar is moving either slower or the same speed. Um, but not faster, at least not significantly faster, because she definitely would have been dead at that point. Um, and also the way that uh, Valkyrie talks to people, like with her, um, um, the rep that she's built up with Grandmaster, uh, and the fact that he's bragging about how uh, she brought uh, the champion, uh, his champion, um, it doesn't seem like that happened all that long ago, like maybe a few years ago, because uh, we know the champion must have arrived two years ago, and she's been doing this for a while, but uh, just, you know, how long can you go on, uh, you know, binge drinking? Like, <laughs> you know, because she describes her time on uh, Sakaar as like she's been like drinking her woes away like the whole time she's been there, right? So I, I would say, you know, probably no more than a couple decades would I think be a reasonable assumption not only because of the drinking thing but also because of uh just you know how long it seems like she's been there based on like the amount of like people that she's brought to the grandmaster and just the rep that she has I mean there's really no hard evidence that's just kind of the vibe that I get from that so um that 
more strongly implies the time is moving slower there since she's supposedly been there 1500 years but it's really only been a couple decades at least by my estimate i could be way off but that's just kind of the vibe i get um so that's kind of the loosest one i think and then um grandmaster talks about his age uh so he says elsewhere he would be millions of years old uh this is the last point and then i'll give my <laughs> final uh summary of like what what it actually is um so grandmaster talks about his age he says elsewhere he would be millions of years old but on sakar and then he just doesn't finish the sentence so you're left to fill in the blank <laughs> unfortunately um the way that i read that scene though is that uh you know uh he's implying that he would be jeff goldblum's age right um you know i, I don't know how old he is in the movie uh 50s probably yeah somewhere. um so that would imply that time moves significantly slower on Sakaar, right? So there's evidence for moving slower, evidence for moving faster, evidence for moving the same speed, so which is it? Um, and then in that same conversation, uh, Grandmaster says that time uh, works differently on Sakaar. So with all that considered, <laughs> um, my uh, hypothesis, <laughs> is that time moves the same speed on Sakaar. The reason that we have all these different um, things happening that make it seem like time is moving either faster or slower is because of the wormholes surrounding the planet. They call them cosmic gateways, um, but they're essentially wormholes. If you look at them, they look exactly mm -hmm. like wormholes that you've seen in any other science fiction movie dealing with that. Um, and wormholes are, um, folds in space and time that allow you to move from one point to another in either space or time. Um, so it would be perfectly reasonable to assume that if you go through a wormhole, you could come out at a different time than when you went in either forward or backward in future. So that would explain all those um, discrepancies. Uh, you know, Loki getting there a couple weeks earlier than Thor. Um, Grandmaster's age is honestly kind of uh, not really a factor because he doesn't actually say what his age is and we know because of who his character is uh, he is millions of years old. He, I think he's actually billions of years old in the mm -hmm. comics so I think they underaged him a little bit but um, but yeah all those other discrepancies they, are just explained by the wormholes. So. They kind of did put an age on him um, when they talked about the birth of the universe and how the collector and the creator and the grandmaster were born basically from from the creation which was like billions of years before um so they kind of do mention that they mention that the, uh, the amusement ride when he's going through the amusement ride right yeah i think i think so well they were saying that grandmaster was like uh there at the beginning of sakar but not the beginning of the universe um, well i i remember because like um I think it was on the the tunnel ride because like uh, he's in a silhouette, but also the collector is in a silhouette. You can tell by the silhouette uh, that's both him and the collector, which I thought was also a nice little Easter egg in there uh, that they put the collector that. in there. Uh, but yeah, they're both in silhouette, and it was talking about like the creation of the universe and stuff like that, and um, and so they kind of did date him there. Um, but you know, like you said, wormholes. <laughs> yeah, those things. Uh, in science fiction have always played has always messed with time and space 
um, going in and out of them. We've seen it in many movies uh, where somebody will go through a wormhole and show up like instantaneously. And then the other, another person will go through one and show up like 50 years later. It's like, you can definitely, uh, that's the first thing that came to my mind uh, when you were talking about uh, Loki and Thor's arrival on Sakaar. Uh, you also have to think about like the when they're traveling through the Bifrost, you know, they're moving at ridiculous speeds as well. So even though they both fell out of the Bifrost at within mere seconds, the amount of speed that they're traveling at could have put a great deal of distance between them within those few seconds, which is probably um, my point again. It's like, you know, Loki could have gone through a wormhole that made him show up instantaneously or or like show up like two weeks and like so like yeah he Loki could have showed up instantaneously but when Thor went through it took him two weeks to get through you know so it does either that or Loki just went backwards in time and yeah uh, <laughs> Thor went instantaneously yeah it could be either one you can never really tell uh as far as like uh I think you're right with the whole uh, time being the same on Sakaar. Um, the only thing I would say whether time is sped up or slowed down is when it comes to the Grandmaster. I think the Grandmaster has abilities that we didn't, we didn't really get to see. I think he probably has the ability to change time and space around himself. You know, he could probably change his age and, you know, try to, he can probably willingly slow down his own aging process just at will you know yeah i mean in the comics uh he doesn't age um he can heal people like he can't heal himself but he can heal other people and bring other people back to life right yeah um i don't think so. he nothing about him manipulating time at least from what i read but you never know it's, it's something that just might be an innate ability a passive ability that he has yeah. he doesn't even probably realize he, he has it you know um there was like a like, whole debate about like what uh his facial gestures meant during that scene some people thought it was about him like implying you know his youthful age versus being millions of years old and i think far <laughs> more people were like oh he was trying to seduce loki <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe it was so both the, i mean <laughs> Like had nothing to do with this age. She was just, <laughs> just having fun. Yeah, he was just being the grandmaster. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so there well, you thank go. you for that, Colin. That's, yeah, that, I did. Yeah, that, spent far too much time looking into that. <laughs> hey, does, you got to an answer. Make, so yeah, it does make you think because um, yeah. because even if you look at like the Guardians of the Galaxy, um, the way they travel, um, like because like if you look at, I think it's either. Infinity War or Endgame, uh, where you know, Scarlet, uh, Scarlet Widow and uh, no, it's not Scarlet Widow, Black Widow, Black Widow and um, Hawkeye go on their ship and and <laughs> and Rocket's like, all right, who hasn't traveled at light speed before? And they're like, <laughs> they're raising their hands. He's like, and they, their whole concept of light speed is like they basically open portals and jump through them. To get to where they need to go it's like it's like what wait what what just happened which proves your theory that portals manipulate time you know yeah it's just it's really a fun concept to think about i wish it proved my theory but that was just space 
True. Um, but yeah, the other thing that's uh, really uh, this uh, hypothesis got me thinking about, um, it was very lucky that Loki and Thor and Hulk and Valkyrie were all on uh, Sakaar at the same time. Right? That's fair. That because is they, <laughs> they could have arrived thousands of years apart or even a year apart, you know, months without apart. Every, yeah, without everybody <laughs> there, individually, I don't think they would ever have gotten off that planet. I mean, I think they could have done fine without Loki. <laughs> he was really That's, slowing him down more than anything. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, he was always trying to trying to get into the good graces of uh, yeah. Oh, master. I'm sorry. We can't go a Thor Ragnarok episode without mentioning get help. I just thought that I, was so that was going to be yeah. one of my favorite moments in the in the film. It's just like let's play get let's do get help. And it's just like yeah, no, it's so no, good. I don't like. And it. then at the end, in the big fight against Hela, Loki's like, "I'm not doing get help." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's so good. That, that was really funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought that was a great scene where it's just like, he's like, let's do the get help. And he's like, no, no, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. And he's just like, it's like, we are not doing get help. And then the elevator doors open up. He's just like, please, somebody get help. My brother's hurt. And just throws him. He's like, oh, fun every time. <laughs> it's such a good movie. But also, bringing back to you, just going back to the whole time thing. Um, what I thought was odd, um, and there were two things that were a little odd to me in the movie was like, so like you said, um, Valkyrie must have shown up on Zakar long before Thor was born, which makes sense because when Thor, when she catches Thor and, and everything, she doesn't seem to recognize who he is. Yeah. I mean, True. she doesn't really, I mean, whether it's her, con like, her putting the whole Asgardian society and everything behind her because of what happened to her and her sisters. Um, and she just doesn't care that he's the prince of Asgard. And he, she's that was definitely my initial thought. Um, she's just suffering through post-traumatic stress and from the whole ordeal. Um, and she's just like, well, be a prince or not, I'm still going to give you to the grandmaster because this is my life now. Or she just right. doesn't actually know who he is um, because she left long before he was born uh, when I mean it even it, I mean she doesn't really know who Loki is either when she when she interacts with him uh, she just knows that she doesn't trust him <laughs> um, so but like it also brings up the question is like but you know what happened to the Valkyrie also after that whole Hela incident did they reform the Valkyrie because when Thor finds out that she is a Valkyrie, he was like, you're a Valkyrie. He's like, I always wanted to be a Valkyrie. I always looked up to the Valkyrie and I always wanted to join the order until I realized that they were an order of all women. Um, and he's like, which is nothing wrong with that. But it's just like, wait, so if she left before Thor was born, did they rebuild the order of the Valkyrie? What happened to the Valkyrie? Are they still I assume around? they always just had tales about them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 yeah but like, but if they never, if they never rebuilt it, why would he want to join them? You know, they must have well, existed. I mean, I'm sure you've read stories as as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah. You know, I want to be that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just like I want to join. Like, yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. that's true too. It's just like, um, but yeah, I was just like, oh man, 
she does, either doesn't care that he's the prince or she just doesn't know who he is. It's really weird. Or he's um, really drunk. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, so yeah, because she's always further evidence. Drinking. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> further good evidence. points. Good points. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I don't have anything else. You guys have anything else you want to add? No. No. And so, yeah. Uh, hopefully, if you made it this far, you've already seen the movie. But if not, you need to go watch it. It's it's amazing. <laughs> we or can you keep can going on. But, because uh, we just did the entire movie for you. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Yeah. You don't even need to watch it anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. What a blast, though. Yeah. Uh, still my favorite movie. Yeah. It's really up there for me. I might watch it tomorrow night. <laughs> just so good. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Well, uh, yeah, we'll call it there. Be right back for our outro. Thank you all so much for joining us. We love Marvel, so we could do this all day. But for now, we're going to call it a wrap. We really hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to drop us a like, rate us, and uh, hit that notification bell, depending on where you found us. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. We post regularly, so make sure to give us a follow. Helps the channel out so much. Links for everything are in the channel description. And make sure to join us next time. We'll be talking about Moon Knight. Uh, so this is going to be a focus on the character himself. Um, so we will be talking a little bit about the upcoming show, but it's going to be a lot about uh, things that we know about him from the comics and, of course, some stuff that we're expecting um, to see in the upcoming series based on everything we know about him. Uh, so once again, thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, Tim, thank you so much for joining us today. We had a blast. Uh, we love you all 3,000. And we hope you're all staying safe out there. Take care. Thank you.